It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. <laughs> Are you saying Stan Lee sounds like Yoda? No, no, I read that backwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, speaking of reading things backwards, it's time for 42 Podcast. I'm DeVos Christopher. I'm Pierre Sabrina. I'm LJ. Hi, I'm Laura. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we are going to be talking about Tony Stark, the incredible Iron Man, but we're going to focus more on the Iron Man from the comic books as opposed to the Iron Man from the movies, although they cross over in certain stuff, but uh, yeah. when Marvel did the movies, it kind of left a lot of stuff out too, which I can see why they left it out. There's a lot. Yeah, they wanted to appeal to, you know, more uh, of an audience and not bring in the dark side of Tony Stark, who Yoda had to fight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But before we do that, let's see what's in jail's beer cooler. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink. Yeah. All right, what is this? This is a uh, this is a cup of coffee. It is. It is. It's from Harpoon Brewery. It's the Dunkin' Coffee Porter. Their limited release that they put out earlier this year. In the Dunkin' Donut colors. Yes. And on the back is the Dunkin' Donut uh, checklist of what you're getting. Yep. So I've always said before that uh, Porter is always better in a coffee flavor. Yes. So we'll see how this fares. It's got a 6% ABV. I'm hoping to win Laura over with this one, but judging by her face, I don't think I am. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) It'll grow on you. Will it? It yeah, takes it, about a year and a half. Okay. It um it has a uh, an interesting coffee <clears throat> taste. Yeah, like a burnt coffee taste. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one part of the label says, Beloved Dunkin' Coffee brings robust, roasty notes to this balanced and smooth coffee porter. This porter is our tribute to all the days that Dunkin' and help, has helped us fire up the brew kettle. It also says that they brewed this to mimic the... Uh, time of day when people stop really getting donuts so this is the coffee that's been left over that no one has bought for an hour and the employees forgot to rebrew it yeah it's listed right there on the bottom of the bottle yes it's, <laughs> go it's ahead a, flip it over and look at it guys <laughs> it does <laughs> which is what you need to do with this beer because it could be poured out <laughs> no. Too early, Laura. Too early. No. You gotta save it till the end. I will savor this the whole show. And it's I'll let definitely you know my opinion. Changes. I like how it has like the taste, aroma, color, just like they have in the yeah. Duncan style. 
roasty, malty. Definitely tasting the malts right now. So clearly the label is a six. That's that's, that's his department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would give the label a four. It's really plain, like super, it is. super yeah. plain. But so are coffee cups. Yeah, but not I, all I, coffee cups. Some stir debate. Yeah, Starbucks. <laughs> I don't rate coffee cups. Only during the holidays. That's right. <laughs> it's not Christmas yet, Jail. It's the most magical no. time of the year. We still have boring for coffee. coffee. <laughs> Merry celebration, everybody. That's my new, my new Christmas. Is that your? Yeah, I like that. Merry celebration. Merry celebration. All right. Well, now it's time to get out your pens and your papers, your colored markers, your gummy erasers. Your loose leaf notepads, your spiral notebooks, because it's pop quiz time. My left-handed binder. This pop quiz is called, In an Alternate Universe, Tony Starch is Iron Man. (laughs) Tony Starch is Iron Man. Or, behind every great Iron Man, there is an Iron Maiden. Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> Running to the hills. This is five general knowledge facts on Iron Man in order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge. Score one point for each correct answer. Question number one. Who played Iron Man in the movies? You're welcome for the give me. Can I get a hint? Um, He also He's a junior. was in Soap Dish. <laughs> Question number two. What year did the first Iron Man movie come out? Hint, it was after 1952. I don't think Laura's writing anything down. <laughs> she wrote down 1953. I did. I did. <laughs> Stop telling them my answers. That's cheating. Question number three. What's the name of the device in Tony's chest? It's the glowy thing in Tony's chest. I know. That was also my answer. Will you please stop telling them my answer? <laughs> oh, okay. Now I can't use that, and I have to think of something else. I'm sorry. I can't think of it. I can't use that either now. Thanks. Thanks You're a lot. Welcome. I feel like I should have watched uh, an Iron Man or Avengers movie before this. <laughs> yes. This is going to be confusing because the quiz is more movie-based, but the script is more comic-based. Just to switch it up. Cover well, all the genres. That way, more people can answer the pop quiz, too. That's true. How many words are you writing? <laughs> I know. We're fine. Just, just, okay. <laughs> just continue on. Just continue on. I'm fine. This isn't a crossword puzzle. <laughs> Question number four. What does Jarvis stand for? J A. R-V-I-S. What does Jarvis stand for? Hint. Each letter stands for a word. Not on mine. <laughs> Lots of writing. <laughs> it's only six letters. Not on mine! <laughs> Stop. Stop trying to cheat. Yes, don't look at the oh, I don't have to cheat. I don't I have know. to cheat. I know you want my answer. You just wrote a whole story about Iron Man right there. And question number five. What is Pepper allergic to? <laughs> I wonder if we put the same thing, Laura. Probably. Did you put we salt? Put- <laughs> <laughs> 
Or did you put Spinderella? No, I put You would have got, <laughs> got extra points for Spinderella. <laughs> nope. The real talent of the group. Uh, yeah. sure. So underrated. Question number one. Who played Iron Man in the movies, everyone? Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Incorrect. It was Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> that would have been amazing, too. <laughs> I don't know if Kiefer Sutherland could have pulled it off. Probably not. He's no. not as cute. He's not as cute? Yeah. No. Okay. It wouldn't work. Not even as the president of the United States, not he's even not cute? President. Okay. I don't think he's as charismatic as Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, no, is. no. Could you imagine, though, Jack Bauer in the Iron Man suit, though? No. No. <laughs> Where's the Mandarin? Yeah. <laughs> and the bottom of the screen just starts ticking away like how much time is left. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. But question two, what year did the first Iron Man movie come out, Laura? 2001. Jail. 2008. Sabrina. 2006. Correct answer, 2008. <sighs> Circle gets the square. What's the name? <laughs> Take made, Whoopi Goldberg in the center. <laughs> that, made, that made no sense. But it gives me a script idea. What's the name? <laughs> Question three. What's the name of the device in Tony's chest? Sabrina. Chest life-saving thing. <laughs> chest life-saving thing. Yeah, that's the technical term. CLT is it what they call it. It took you three minutes to write that. That's what you wrote down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jail. Arc reactor. Uh, Laura. Um, it's the glowy thing in his chest. <laughs> that is the exact answer. Weirdly, the women are correct and JL is wrong. That's so weird. Oh, wait. It's opposite day. JL, you're correct. Question four. What does Jarvis stand for? Laura. Um, I got the J, A, and R, which is just ask ridiculous questions already. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Was that, was that directed towards me? Yeah. Oh, my. Sabrina. Uh, he stands for truth, justice, and the American way. And he also stands anytime a woman walks in the room. You got all that out of J-A-R-V-I-S. Yeah, I use the technical words. Okay. <laughs> Jail? Nothing. He's the damn butler. <laughs> it stands for just a rather very intelligent system. He's the butler. I think you made that up. I did not make that up. I, I don't believe it. I think mine was better. <laughs> that came straight from Wikipedia. Because <laughs> there's a viable source. I know. That's what I've did, been telling him for years. Did Wikipedia also say that Jarvis was really his butler in the comics? No, but the book did that we used. There we go. He's the butler. Question number five. What is Pepper allergic to, Laura Sabrina? Salt. <laughs> Jail? Strawberries. Strawberries. I'm impressed. You got it. Strawberries. So the sources for our script. <laughs> Salt. I'm insulted. He's like a snail. <laughs> Were you assaulted by that question? Yes. A snail that's going after your $10 million. Sources for the script, Behind the Music, featuring Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. Comic Vine, Iron Man, The Ultimate Guide by Matthew K. Manning and Britannica.com. So now we're going to travel to the to a theater where Iron Man is getting roasted by his friends. 
the Bruce Banner Marvel Comedy Roast is coming to you live from the Stark-funded Avengers Mansion in the beautiful Upper East Side of Manhattan. Tonight's show brings you some of the best villains and heroes all here tonight as the Bruce Banner Marvel Comedy Roast honors the man of the hour, Tony Stark. With tonight's guests, Howard and Maria Stark, Pepper Potts, Obadiah Stan, and Captain America, and many more. And tonight's host, the MC so soft-spoken that you're not sure he's addressing you, Bruce Banner. here. He got angry and left me in charge. Hulk, big man in charge. Here to smash. No, uh, roast Tony Stark, aka Shellhead, aka Iron Man. Many times Hulk beat Tony Stark. Well, that was an introduction, Hulk. Hulk MC, Hulk still talking. Tony, don't talk. Tony, listen. Tony get made fun of. Tony get roasted. Hawk dig pit and bring bag of apples for Tony's big mouth. Easy there, big guy. That's not what a comedy roast is. I think you misunderstood. I'm not a pig. You're roasting. We, we beg to, to differ. Ha ha ha! For a smart guy, Tony is dumb. Hawk joke. I knew that. Hawk done with jokes. Hawk bring up dead daddy and dead mommy next. Jeez, when you're finished with jokes, you don't mess around. Who's your scriptwriter? Zack Snyder? Hulk not that dark. Hulk gray. That's true. Hulk was originally supposed to be gray, but there was a problem with the ink, so we made you green. Nuff said. See? Stanley, no. Now Hulk invite Howard and Maria Stark to stage. Mom? Dad, how are you here? Comic book logic. Nuff said. Stanley, everyone. Apparently his cameo contract extends to the grave. Excelsior! Now my son, Tony, inherited my charm, my good looks, my brains, my... Alcoholism. I was going to say company. You still can. My company. See, that wasn't so bad. Not the point, Maria. You're right. The point is to roast Tony. Something you should be fantastic at since you've done it all his life. That is until we died in a car crash due to brake failure, which was probably secretly engineered by Roxxon Oil Company. So I guess you could say we were the ones that got roasted. <laughs> or that's when I caught my first brake. Get it? Like on a car. Brake. Never mind. Now, Maria. No wonder the boy escaped into science fiction and King Arthur stories. You know what? I just realized MIT was in Camelot with Dr. Doom. No, MIT is in Boston, and I don't think Dr. Doom went there, unless he was at boarding school prior with Tony. But that would have required me actually talking to Tony. No, MIT. Yes, MIT. He triple majored. Physics, engineering, and his favorite billionaire playboy. Howard, you're as thick as Tony's space armor, Thorbuster armor, 
Haiji armor and Hulkbuster armor all rolled into one. I know he went to MIT at the very young age of 15. What I said was M-I-T, as in Mighty Ironic Tony was in Camelot with Dr. Doom after reading so many King Arthur stories. Did you just play the long game on me for something that was supposed to be a lousy joke? Yep. You want to hear another joke? In one alternative universe, I died giving birth to Tony when I became infected by a monkey with a skin-growing virus or something weird like that, and I basically gave birth to a baby that's all brain and no brawn. Yes, but that's where I came in. I guess you could call your dad Dr. Boudreaux. Tony. What's that, dear? Because I butt-pasted him together. Hell. I guess you could say it was his desitin. Wait for it. Knee. I basically made a liquid armor, which I put all over Tony like a baby oil. It gave him a protective shell on his body and eased the pain. As if years of being a billionaire playboy didn't make him dirty enough, Tony couldn't wash his hands as the protective shell could easily be removed with antibacterial hand soap and water. Never mind that. And never mind the fact that it got him kidnapped, tortured, and his legs burned off at school by bullies. I've seen the Hulk change more gracefully than you grow a body, Tony. And yet all of this still isn't as bad as your own personal life choices. Ha! 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 Stark dad. Stark mom. That funny because Hulk not graceful. Also, Tony make lots of bad choices. Not funny to Hulk. Makes Hawk want to smash things. Now Hawk bring up Pepper Potts. Pepper, get to roast Tony. Thank you, Hulk. Look, with the two of us up here on stage standing next to each other like this, we have a green pepper. Not funny. Now you roast Pepper. Roasted peppers. Yum with roasted pig. Ha ha, Hawk make much better joke. It's only funny because we're not sure you're joking. You know, you know what is funny? Is that in the movies, they have me in love with Tony. But the comics knew all I wanted was to be filled with happiness. <laughs> Tony wasn't willing to settle down, so I ironically went with the man that literally drove him around town, his chauffeur, Happy Hogan. It's funny you brought up MIT, Mrs. Stark, because for years I thought it meant misogynistic iron turd. Because even though I was married to Happy... Tony still flirted with me relentlessly. Hashtag me too. But then again, what else was a secretary from the 60s good for? Huh? It's not like I saved the company millions by correcting some paperwork for a government contract. But truth be told, I've only ever kissed Tony one time with the suit off. Being kidnapped by Obadiah Stain was more enjoyable. <laughs> Tony once entrusted me with a remote to turn him off. If I would have kissed like him... He wouldn't have needed a remote. My husband, Happy, not played by Iron Man 1 director John Favreau, because otherwise my role in that movie would have been much bigger. My husband, Happy, and I left Tony to only come back years later. They always do. To run Stark Enterprises. Although Tony called it Stark Solutions. But that's also what you called alcohol, isn't it, Tony? (laughs) So my husband and I ran Stark Solutions until Spymaster killed him. I guess you could say that made me unhappy. You know, Pepper, most people don't have a pot to piss in. It's good to know that Tony has a pot to piss off. 
Bethany Cabe. Don't you have a not-so-dead husband somewhere in Germany to go home to? Oh, Pepper, that hurts. Why don't you go put on your rescue armor and pretend to be Ironheart? Tony Stark passes the torch of Iron Man to an African-American female, MIT student, who becomes Ironheart in 2016. Nuff said. Girls, we roast Tony, not fight. Save fight for pay-per-view. Oh, I don't know, Hulk. It's a little hot, don't you think? Oh, no. Tony has sweats again. Excelsior! You know what? You know what, Pepper? Hulk is right. We're here to talk about Tony, or as Tony likes to call it, anytime. You have a point, Bethany. If Tony was any more involved in himself, he would have just named his alter ego Iron Man Tony Stark. And seriously, what kind of name is Iron Man anyways? You know what I think, Pepper? I think it has something to do with him needing strong women in his life to run things. I was brought in as a bodyguard, then as a security chief, also a CEO of Stark Enterprise, even took over as War Machine 2.0. The problem is, Stark treats women like he treats his suit. He'll let anyone take them. Explains why we've both been kidnapped by Obadiah Stane and Madame Mask. Obadiah Stane, Hawk should smash you, but Hawk liked to play chess. Obadiah Stane was a childhood chess prodigy. Nuff said. Hulk, since when does playing chess stop you? Since Tony Pawn in my game. Hawk McJoke again. Hawk good at roasting. It's so good to be here tonight. Stark, looks like your parties are loud enough to raise the dead. Explains how most of us got here tonight. Excelsior! Thank you, Stan. You know what I like most about you, Iron Man's Tony Stark? That no matter how many times I've attempted to kill him, he's still around. I mean, I attempted to kill myself less times, and I was more successful. Remember when you switched my mind with Madame Mask's mind? So it would seem that I, Bethany, your loyal bodyguard, and liver... I mean, Lover, who was trying to kill you? I had heard he was into femme fatales. Speaking of livers, how's yours, Tony? I'm on my third. Most have an iron lung. I have an iron liver. (laughs) (sighs) Getting ready for four. Which is why I turned you into a drunken vagabond who was living on the streets. It was a better makeover than Queer Eye guys could do. Just love Jonathan. And speaking of makeovers, the company got one too. It went from, as the name suggests, a stark beginning to Stain International. Emphasis on international. That funny, because stark is also a word for rough. That's right, big guy. And do you know what else I did? You took Iron Man's plans and steal them for your own to create Iron Monger? That was meant to be rich, rich, that was meant to be a word I can't say. Rhetorical, but yes, I said it. Do you know what Iron Man is without his suit? Stark naked. See, Hawk is funnier than Chess Man. That's Chess Man. That looks like that reads better on paper than spoken. (laughs) No, Hulk right. Because you obsessed with Iron Man's chest. That make you 
chess man. See, we explain. You know who else chess man? But for different reason? Wait a minute. I wasn't finished. I deserve more time as Iron Man's first villain. Actually, Obadiah, you didn't show up until nearly 15 years after Tony got his own comic in 1968. So you've had plenty of time up there. Enough said. But the first movie put so much emphasis on me, and I was so important. The movie also left out the part in the storyline where Tony was living on the streets and was only turned around because a pregnant homeless woman died while giving birth in the middle of a blizzard. Uphills both ways. Nuff said. But... I said, nuff said. Now, Hulk, go ahead and bring up Jim Rody Rhodes, Tony's best friend and confidant, who has had to save Tony's ass more times than Hulk's gotten angry. Excelsior! Wow, that's a lot. Hulk always angry. Thanks, it's great to be here. I know Tony better than Stan Lee. That's probably true. While I created Iron Man, I was too busy to write the first story, so I passed it off to artist Don Heck, who drew it, my brother, Larry Lieber, who scripted it, and Jack Kirby, the great king who designed the original suit. I feel more passed around than Pepper and Bethany at a Star Christmas party. Stop talking. Continue roast. Now here, man of many suits. Hawk say, look good in none. Hawk, crack Hawk up. Here, War Machine, Jim Rhodes, Hawk smash War Machine many times. Tony and I go way back. And you know what? Nothing says true friendship like being paid to be around. I rescue this fool from Vietnam and he offers me a job as his personal pilot. And you know where we went? Nowhere. Because friggin' Iron Man flies on his own. That's not true. Long John Silvers for some fish sticks and hush puppies. I love those little crispy things in the bottom of the basket. Yeah, but do you know how hard it is to hold on to the back of your suit? So anyways, here comes someone running out of the Vietnam jungle. No, Persian Gulf War. Uh, wait. I mean Afghanistan desert. So what's a man to do? Shoot first, ask questions later. He would have been dead if he wasn't dressed like a 1940s detective fused with a can of Starcast tuna. You try finding a jacket that fits an iron suit. Plus, that was the very first Iron Man suit ever made. It's the one that saved my life. This was the suit that Tony made to trick the communist leader, Wong Chu, who had held him captive. This very same suit is what kept him alive when a piece of shrapnel was threatening his heart. Nuff said. But... Wait, I almost forgot. Tony got the shrapnel from a landmine created by his own company, Stark Industries. Nuff said. Okay, but Nuff said. You're right, Stan, Nuff said. But you know what needs to be said? How close Tony and I are. When he zigs, I zag. When he goes up, I go down. When he fake dies, I have no damn clue. And I take over and blow stuff up with the Iron Man suit and drink. Oh, wait, I don't drink. That's Tony's signature move. So is fake dying. When I was Iron Man... I flew with style, I shot with style, I landed with style, and I got to eat all the damn Long John Silver's hush puppies myself. No more sharing. None of this war machine gets two hush puppies. Iron Man gets three hush puppies because seniority. Now I get all the hush puppies. 
So when I found out you were alive, I was so mad, I packed up and joined the West Coast Avengers. Do you know what that's like? It's like being a member of the Backstreet Boys, quitting, and then joining Color Me Bad. I had to answer to Hawkeye, and not cool Mohawk Hawkeye either. You know what else? L.A. doesn't have Long John Silvers. So what you're trying to say is that you want to sex me up? Mmm. This no longer roast? Hawk like roast. Hawk tell more jokes. Why did Hawk cross the road? Hawk smash road! No, Hawk, you're right. I'm a team player. I'm all about taking one for the team. That's, That's what, what she said. said. Mm, that's my strength. Besides, I'm way better as War Machine. I just wish moms would stop referring to me as Gray Iron Man. I'm more Silver Fox Iron Man. Okay, Rhodey not funny. Next, not Thor. Are you referring to me? Hawk said not Thor. Puny God, go, your turn. Fine, I'll speak. If it wasn't for my brilliance, none of you would be here. I brought the Avengers together. I made Stark who he is. You know, I'm a shapeshifter, but never once did I ever have the desire to turn myself into a can of worms. Now speaking of can of worms, let's crack that open. You know, for someone with the nickname the Invincible Iron Man, you sure do die a lot. Thank the gods, you're welcome. That alcohol is a preservative. Ha ha ha! Hawk think Loki funny. More! 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 Hulk, I think you and I are coming to an accord. You know, Tony, the only person to die more in the comics than me is... Well, you! It took a god, a monster, a couple of bugs, and a man in a tin can to stop me. But all it would take to stop you is a scotch on the rocks. Wow, Loki, you're really laying it on thick. Oh yes! Pepper Potts. Always second fiddle to Bethany Cord. You went from secretary to CEO, yet still couldn't get in Tony's bed. Pepper, you and I could be on the Flintstones because you can make my bed rock. You can yabba-dabba-do me anytime. I've seen your backside, babe. You would make a great CEO in... Ass. God. Well, I never. That's what Tony said. So far, I've been the best and funniest roaster here. But when you are a god like me, you're the best at everything. Come on, ladies. Get those frozen looks off your face. Speaking of frozen, let's talk about the ice captain himself. Without Loki, Captain America would still be Captain Cavemanning it under the iceberg. Did I mention I watched a lot of Hanna-Barbera while in captivity? I only had the one Blu-ray. Okay, okay, Loki, I think that's enough. We have a true American hero talk now. I can roast like it's the 4th of July. Tony, you and I saw oppositely on the whole Civil War issue, but we can all see I was right, which puts me right in my grave. Excelsior! Well now, Captain, that was not intentional, just a minor inconvenience. Inconvenience? Like if the Nazis had won? Tony, I died just like your Iron Man career in the 70s and 80s. 
I died just like your 40 business ventures. I died just like your liver. Your second liver and your soon-to-be third liver. I was killed like a bottle of scotch in your grocery cart. Tony, I died just like Robert Downey Jr.'s career after Chaplin. I went down faster than HBO subscriptions after Game of Thrones ended. I can do this all day. Captain America and Iron Man took two different sides in the Civil War storyline. I don't need your Civil War. You bleed. Thanks for that, Axel. Iron Man wanted all super beings to register with the government, while Captain America viewed them as independent contractors. Nuff said. Hawks say, let superheroes be superheroes. And next, let us hear from a tiny orange. Hawk make another joke. Hawk smashing it. Did, did you mean me? Am I the tiny orange? Duh. No, seriously. What do you mean by tiny orange? Because I'm green. There's nothing tiny. There's nothing orange about me. Uh, I'll make comparison. You know, Mandarin name to the tiny navel orange. I don't get it. What do you mean by tiny orange? I don't believe I look like a tiny orange. Can we just let go of the tiny orange and just do the roasting bit? Young lady. I don't believe anyone has called you a tiny orange tonight. Like, little bitty ones. Like, pop them in your mouth and you're done. I get that, but we're all here to roast Tony. Oh, you're right. We're all here to roast Tony. Well, I'm here to roast Tony with my ten rings of power on my tiny orange fingers. What am I supposed to do? Have a naval battle with my tiny orangeness? Tiny orange. Seriously. What is that? Hawk smash head. I get it, but it's not funny. Tiny orange. Mandarin, never mind that it's a language spoken by a million people, but you had to go for tiny orange, really. Next roaster. Stanley, seriously, you're just going to let them call me tiny orange? Tiny orange, not even regular sized orange, but tiny orange. I actually came up with the Mandarin villain one day while eating a tiny orange. Not you two, Stan. Not cool. No, no cuties here. Seriously, tiny orange, tiny orange. Nuff set. Next up, Black Widow. Hawk like Black Widow. She nice to Hawk. Nice on eyes to Hawk. Hawk, wait a minute. Pepper Potts, redhead. Bethany Cabe, redhead. Black Widow, redhead. Daredevil, red suit. Hawk see pattern. Tony like blondes. Thanks, Hawk. Sun is getting real low by some. That only works on Hawk in movies. Uh, let's see. I first met Tony Stark when I was a Russian spy. He loved me. He worshipped me. Until he put on suit. I, know, I now know how Pepper felt. Just like Cold War. Outdated. This is the same war that children were taught to hide under their desks. When the bombs dropped. Speaking of bumping, dro- dropping booms, can you imagine what it must smell like if Tony farts in suit? I mean, he would be stuck in all that stink. I have a fart vacuum built in. It blows out the moment it happens. Ah, is that how you fly? I used to work for KGB. It actually stood for Kiss Great Band Society of Moscow. Speaking of Moscow, it's cold. 
It's as cold as Tony's electric car. I once spent three days in Moscow prison, which is still warmer than Tony's lovemaking skills. Ouch, Black Widow. <laughs> I've worked for KGB for a long time. KGB stood for kinky German bears. Speaking of German bears, you know what German bears have in common with Tony Stark? They both have hairy bottoms. I use near now. I'm as clean as a kid's slide on the playground. The metal one. So my bum's super hot, too. When I worked for KGB, which stood for Kill Grapes Bravely, the one thing that kept me going was knowing that when Tony sweats in his suit, Iron Man suit, it smells like a ham sandwich on the right. Are you sure they don't smell like tiny oranges? Excelsior! I would say Tony Stark is a great lover, but it would require Tony Stark to be a great lover. The only thing Tony Stark was ever a great lover of was losing his business to Obadiah Stane. He lost his businesses to Stane so much that he should have just renamed himself Tony Stane. That would have saved so much money in changing all of the signage on the buildings. Wow. Oh, look who is chiming in. Bethany Cabe. Or is she known in the KGB killer Russian accent? Oh, English translation no good. Uh, in Russian, okay. Uh, but anyway, Bethany Cabe, you're Black Widow Light. Haha, <laughs> very funny. Tony used to say that making love to Bethany Cabe was like watching Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. You did it because you felt sorry for him, and there was nothing else on. You know, I can kill you and not even get up from my chair. You know I can kill you and not even blink eye. Okay. Hawk thank Black Widow. Hawk thank Bethany. No killing that roast. Only Hawk kills that roast. Call me. Which one? Either of you. I'll introduce next guest. Norman Osborne. Norman used to wear a stupid green goblin outfit. Now Norman wears stupid Iron Man ripoff outfit. Norman's list of credits include killer, kidnapper, supervillain, and late night as seen on TV ad spokesmodel. Well... You should add to my list of credits, Savior of Planet Earth. Least you forgot, I saved Planet Earth. Oh, we're not forgetting, Greeny. That'd be Iron Patriot to you, Tony. Iron Patriot is just Green Goblin on a Back to the Future hoverboard. Iron Patriot is everything Iron Man isn't, Tony, my boy. Iron Man, I'm Iron Man, plus genius level intellect. I mean, world savior, and enhanced strength, so I'm like Iron Man 2008, while you're like Iron Man 2000 and late. Remember, when I gathered together the Dark Avengers, my group had Wolverine. Actually, it was Wolverine's murderous son, Deken. Nuff said. Ah, fiddle-faddle. Fiddle-faddle. Isn't that a popcorn snack? Shut up! It's my new catchphrase I'm working on. It's better than your catchphrase. I am Iron Man. Like we know, dude. We can spot your red and gold rims from a mile away. You look like Sky's version 
of a 1970s pimp car, only your hoes have secret husbands and convoluted backstories. But oddly enough, dressed the same minus the feather boas. Lisa, I get laid. Unlike you, Norman. What woman wants to make out with someone that looks like a cross between a Charles Dickens character and a salamander? Shut up, you. I get plenty of women. I'm not talking about the ones you have to pay for. Oh, anyway, Tony Stark, your facial hair is so outdated that Charles Dickinson character wants their look back. Too late. I already referenced Charles Dickens. Oh. Well, I had that one written down in my notes already. Uh, let me try something off the top of my head. Tony Stark, your mustache is so cliche that Tom Selleck won't even let you in the sexy mustache club. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Oh, fiddle-faddle. You know what? I'm changing my mind on the whole fiddle-faddle thing. You can have it. You can't have it. I was going to give it to you, but now I'm not, because that's mine. Can someone please just frame this man for murder again? Someone? Anyone? Hawk smash Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn stink. Norman Osborn stink like ham sandwich on rye. Which Hawk learn Iron Man's farts smell like. Easy, big guy, or bam! Zoom! Back to space with you. We all know how space clashes with your purple tight shorts. Tony Smartmouth. Speaking of smart mouth, let's hear from Man of Hour, Shellhead, Walking Red Bull Can, Scotch's best friend, the reason why iron stock prices have gone up, Tony Stark. Um, what's Ozzy Osbourne doing here? I asked him here to play my intro. Uh, I just, uh, um, I, I thought this was about my so um, um not about some washed up bucket of bolts. What kind of, you know, is this? Sharon! Hawk smash, Ozzy Osbourne. What the hell are you? Sharon, I'm the... <laughs> Prince of Darkness. You can't scare me and my butch. Hell, <laughs> what your big green sword. Sharon! Here, Ozzy, let me escort you off the stage. I heard you say you're a prince. Do you need a bodyguard? Oh, you know, <laughs> Sharon! Yes, Sharon, please. Hawk, little afraid of Crazy Train, man. Okay, Tony, please take stage. Thank you, Hawk. When I was told that they were going to be honoring me and they started telling me all the names of the people that were going to be here, I was truly touched. What an amazing group. Apparently, none of them were able to make it here tonight, though. I can't, I can't. It was great having everyone here tonight. All the laughs, drinks, and the reminders why I drink. I'd like to thank everyone that's been here for me throughout the years. All the many groups I've been a part of. The Avengers. The West Coast Avengers. The Mighty Avengers. The New Avengers. They all have one thing in common. Yeah, we know. The word Avenger. Okay. Two things in common. The name and me. 
three things if you count the amount of scotch that was gone through. Bethany, not wrong. But this is Tony's time to talk. Thanks, big guy. You know, I've been through a lot. Alcoholism, losing a business, getting it back. Alcoholism, losing a business, getting it back. Almost dying, alcoholism. And I've had all you guys there for me. You and the strange team from the Illuminati, which I'm technically not supposed to talk about. So, um, scotch, please. Oh, and how could I forget about the Team Force Works? Which didn't. What I'm getting at is, all you guys have been there for me, and I've been there for you. But at the end of the day, I'm the one that unified everyone. I'm the glue that holds the Marvel Universe together. The nuts to your bolts. The straw that stirs the drink. So even though I may fall apart from time to time, I'll always make a comeback. I'm House Stark, sitting upon the Iron Man throne, looking down on you. And I want you to know, winter is coming. Without me, you're nothing. But without you, I'm still a rich billionaire playboy philanthropist. That's great, Noel. But do you have any tiny oranges? Excelsior! Nuff said. All right, excellent. That was Iron Man. What's weird is that last speech that JL said that at his place of work, too, as himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the straw that holds us all together. I am the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> no, that's straw that stirs the pot. <laughs> and that's it's okay. a mighty I'm straw. That, I'm the one that adds the paprika before it's stirred, though. So. Thank goodness so, it's not salt. <laughs> yeah, well, pepper's allergic. Or spinderella. <laughs> the most underrated of the group. All right, well, let's do our fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. These are facts, uh, random facts about Iron Man that we are going to actually pull and read from a fishbowl. I put actual in the wrong spot in that sentence. It's an actual fishbowl. We're not actually, <laughs> we're actually going to read it too, <laughs> but it's an actual fishbowl. That's what I wanted to emphasize. <laughs> <laughs> While in captivity, the famed Nobel award-winning physicist Yin Sen helped Tony create an arc reactor which kept the shrapnel away from his heart. I always thought Yin Sen was the sorcerer in, Fanta- in Fantasia. No, this Yen. is Disney That's backwards. Sid. Oh, yeah. okay. Same difference. When we do the Fantasia episode, that could be the fishbowl. Though, I'm not going to lie, as I was reading that, that was my first thought too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, isn't that the sorcerer? And, and I almost called it Fantasmic. So, oh, you're used to watching it. But now that's okay because all my guests always call Phantasmic Fantasia, so it works. Anyways, Iron Man launched the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As the Vietnam War became an increasingly distant historical event, Iron Man's origin was reimagined to have taken place during the Persian Gulf War. Armor Wars saga pitted Iron Man against a stable of armored villains who had capitalized on stolen Stark designs. Tony Stark made his first appearance in Tales of Suspense number 39 back in 1963. Tony Stark was based off of millionaire industrialist Howard Hughes. Tony has an improved artificial nervous system which gives him greater healing powers, super perception, a pocket for hush puppies, and the ability to merge with his suit of armor. Anthony Edward Tony Stark was his full name and was born in Long Island, New York. Iron Man's major villains included Titanium Man, 
an armor-wearing Soviet giant, later immortalized by Paul McCartney in a song on his Venus and Mars album, rival industrialist Obadiah Stane and Justin Hammer, the Magia crime cartel, and his archenemy, the tiny orange himself, the Mandarin. <laughs> really? I'm still a tiny orange. I couldn't even be a cutie. Just a tiny orange. Side note, writing that tiny orange bit <laughs> probably took us three hours because we were laughing, but you know who didn't laugh? Laura. Yeah, because Laura was sleeping. I was like, not asleep. She doesn't oh. like the tiny orange. I said that the tiny orange thing went on way too long. She compared us to Family Guy. Yes, oh, I did. is it like the chicken fight? Yeah. I was like... You know how come you stopped watching Family Guy because you hated the same joke over and over again? That is your stupid tiny orange joke. Because laying in my room trying to go to sleep for three and a half hours hearing, Tiny Orange! (laughs) All I wanted to do was blow up the tiny orange. (laughs) And I didn't even know what you were talking about. (laughs) You know, I had an hour-long drive home after that, and all I did was laugh about the tiny orange the whole way home. I'm a fan of the tiny orange. That's great. I'm glad you guys are. It was the most annoying. (laughs) That is actually how Sabrina and I have greeted ourselves every time we see each other for the past (laughs) week and a half. Just walk up to each other randomly and just go, Tiny orange. Tiny orange. <laughs> the tiny orange may get its own shirt. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, great. I would get that. We're going to get one for Laura. <laughs> for me to burn. As long as it has hush puppy pockets, I mean, <laughs> I'll wear it. I think that's my new design on everything I make now. Hush puppy pockets? You're going to have a hush puppy pocket. It's going to be lined with like foil to keep them warm. It's going to be great. Patent pending. Could you put a tiny orange in there? <laughs> no, you want to keep it warm. <laughs> what it's if not I a tiny, tiny orange pocket. No, I'm not making tiny orange. Little, little crispy things from the bottom of the basket That's in fine. there. That's fine, yeah. They're going to be kept warm. It's going to be thermally insulated. I am a fan of the Hush Puppy, even though nine times out of ten, if you go to Long John Silver's, they're beyond dry. But, but if you get a really good Hush Puppy, that makes the other nine forgettable. I used to trade my sister my hush puppies for the crispy little things on the bottom oh, of her you? basket. I would have traded you. We go to Long John Silver's to have a, a lunch. Yeah. I'll get your hush puppies and have my crispy and I'll take things. And I'll take the crispy things. I'll bring the tiny oranges. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get no gluten. <laughs> How's that beer? I also can't go there because of fish. all of the fish. <laughs> so you guys have fun at your Long John Silver's. You've been to Long John Silver's. I have. They have chicken. I know. It's I also good. I also took Benadryl before we went. You did not know. Oh, okay. All right. So let's hear what you had to say on Iron Man. And this time, really only Facebook chimed in and phone calls. So from Facebook, we have Julie. And she says, I never read the comic books, but I watched the movies. I do love Iron Man in these. Robert Downey Jr. does a great job. That's what I said. It couldn't be Kiefer Sutherland. It had to be Robert Downey Jr. It is actually, in my opinion, the ultimate casting because he is somebody, when you look at the Iron Man character from the comics, he is that role. Yeah. No, Robert Downey Jr. does an excellent job. You know, he lost his career, drugs, Mm -hmm. came back, look where he is. Yeah, it's the ultimate comeback story. Yeah, I only watched... Sherlock Holmes because he was so good in Iron Man. It's, otherwise, I probably would have made a pass on that movie as well. Do you know Benedict Cumber Cumber Cumberbatch? Yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> he's also good at Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but he did the TV show, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the TV. I always show. thought it's Martin Freeman. It held is that really up. good. I I've watched I think 
a couple of episodes and I enjoyed Holmes it. Holmes is only as good as his Watson. Yeah, no, the two of them combined for that was fantastic. But you're a BBC fanatic here lately. Whatever. Oh, are we Doctor Whoing it? We are currently. Okay. I finally made it to Matt Smith after like 20 years. Yeah, I know. I know. I just watched the first episode with Matt Smith today. I'm so behind. Yeah, I'm behind too. I'm slightly judging on that right now. It's fine. He's he's even further behind yeah, than I am. I slipped through a couple of them. I'm kind of dreading. We're going to do Doctor Who at some yeah, point. but I'm, We have to. I'm kind of dreading it because it's so much history. I have the Doctor Who book. It's a two-parter. Yes, that'll help a I lot. think it's a yes. two-part episode. It might be a two-parter because there's just... Do you know, in my mind right now, I'm already creating a cosplay for myself for next Megacon, and it's going to be the Dalek. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, so it's in my mind. Exterminate! Exterminate! Hold on, I gotta do a little plug, talking of cosplays, because I have... I knew this was coming! Yeah, it is. At least we waited till the end. Yeah, I have a cosplay that won a contest that I made and designed myself, so just imagine how great and fantastic my Dalek's gonna be. Yay! Yay! All right, so that's all. Trey Geek owes us money for the sponsor. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> sure. It's, it's in the account. Okay, cool. <laughs> Adam says, as a fan of the comics, I was wondering if Marvel was going to address Tony's drinking problems. I can see why they chose not to, but it would have made an interesting Netflix show, I think. So Iron Man as a Netflix Disney show. Plus? I, I honestly think that they were going to reference it. Because if you watch the first movie, they reference his drinking a lot. Yeah, they do. And I don't think they expected it to take off as much as they did. And then when it did, they went, let's push the drinking aside because we're getting more kids involved. Yeah. And we don't want them to see the alcoholism in a way. Even in the second movie, though, like they touched big time a part of that. They did. They did, but they, totally, they started to veer away from it a little. Like, yeah. they had the party with DJ AM there and, like, yeah. his and battle totally with Rhodey. with trashes Rody. everything. But they didn't really address how much alcohol really did make an impact on yeah. Tony. You know, and I'm fine with that because overlooking the whole arc of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe now that we've ended this phase, I think it would have detracted a lot. So I think it was a smart decision. Sten says, the movie was great. Robert Downey Jr. really grounds the movie, and he plays the role perfectly. The supporting cast was also outstanding. Jeff Bridges makes a villain that absolutely warms my heart. I love bad guys. One slight quibble. Gwyneth Paldrow is extremely appealing in her role, but she doesn't quite manage the screaming damsel in distress parts, which is actually a compliment. It's about time writers give up on the tired cliche of the poor, hel- poor, helpless female standing there and squealing in fright. So I don't think she was written that way. Really, I don't, in the comics I don't think either. she was written that way either. I think she was meant to be a strong female the entire way. Yeah. Changing it a little, who was the better roadie, Cheadle or Howard? I don't remember Howard because Cheadle. You just been have doing to watch so the first. Long. He was movie. the first yeah. one. He was the first. I one. I would have loved to have seen Howard throughout. I like Terrence Howard. Um, I think he's a good actor, yeah. but I think Don Cheadle was the perfect replacement. Oh yeah, it was a great replacement. However, I think I think Howard would have brought something completely different to it because uh, the chemistry that Howard and uh, Downey had um, was different than the one. Right, and I think the when we were making. 
the script, the jokes we made of like Mr. Suave Iron Man, I do everything with style. I think that's the Terrence Howard yeah. version yeah. you would have had instead of like the Don Cheadle version, which is great. He does a great job in it, but I think Terrence Howard just has that like appeal to him that he does everything with so much more. He's the Lando. Panache. Yeah, here it's going to sound weird, but Howard to me even though they wear iron suits, but Howard to me sort of he's I picture him more like War Machine. And Cheadle never really he did a great job. I never really pictured him as a war machine. And like I said, I don't know why, because they wear iron suits. So you can really put anybody in there right. as long as they have the but intellect you know, and skills. Outside but. of the suits, when you look at Terrence Howard, he's got that build. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. Cheadle is just like, here's a dude in a suit. Yeah. And he he brings something to the character, but he doesn't bring that like feel that you just go, yeah, he's war machine. Yeah, exactly. But he still does a good job as the character. No, he does. he's a great yeah. actor, so... Uh, Colin says, generally entertaining and fun from start to finish. Robert Downey Jr. is brilliant and at the top of his game. As a huge Spider-Man fan, even I have to say Iron Man is the best comic book movie, comic book based movie I've seen. I know I liked Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming was good. I think it took Spider-Man though a while to get a really good movie. I think they finally found the perfect actor for Spider-Man. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, because it's, it's, I think the past, or past Spider-Man Issues were that they were a little too sure of themselves. I I um, feel as though Tobey Maguire was a decent Spider-Man, where I felt Andrew Garfield was a really good Peter Parker. Yeah, there was yes. no... And there was yeah. not that... It's like when you watch the Batman movies, where you go, oh, look at Val Kilmer. He's such a good Bruce Wayne, but he's not a good Batman. Oh, look, same. and there's George Clooney. <laughs> right. Where Michael Keaton did both. Like, he was a good Batman yeah. and Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I feel Christian Bale did the same thing. And then there's Ben Affleck. <laughs> well, I don't know why Sony can't make a good superhero movie. And you can't count Deadpool. Because that was all Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Reynolds Sony being Ryan Fox? Reynolds. I thought Deadpool was Fox. Deadpool is Fox. Okay, Fox. Yeah. Sony did Sony uh, Venom. The first... They just had Venom last year. Last year, yeah, but Sony did then the first Spider Man. Yeah, they did Spider Man too. But with yes. the Tobey Maguire Spider Mans. And then they do X Men. Yes. Because they no Fox did Fox did X Men. The first X Men. Okay. Fox did X Men. Okay. I think Sony might have had Fantastic Four. Oh yes, uh, I think that yeah, was. And they right. missed the ball on that one too. Yeah. Peter says some facts for you. Iron Man's first solo title begins in 1968. The 1970s conclude with Iron Man Demon in a Bottle, issues 120 to 128, which you can see included in the David Michelin, Michelin? Yeah, sure. run on the character. Issue number 55 of Invincible Iron Man is notable for the first appearance of Thanos. Oh. All right. Well, thank you, Peter. Well, now we know where Thanos got to start. Where? He came from a bottle. All right, He's phone calls. He's a genie in a bottle. <laughs> Yeah. Here's our. F- here's Everybody our f- knows genies are blue, not purple. Why? Because genies are blue. Are they, or, or red. That's if they're true. evil. If they're evil. Yeah. If they're evil genies, then they're red. So maybe purple genies are just trying to bring balance to Ooh, half of the universe. I see what you did there. <laughs> but I think the gin, which is another form of genie, comes in many different colors. No, now you're getting crazy. Okay, getting crazy. To are the phone calls. Slow gin, cold gin, what? <laughs> First phone call. This is Maruder. I like Iron Man. He's my favorite Marvel 
Thank you. That could be the nicest thing Bruder's ever said to us. I know. I think he's warming up to us. I'm just really glad Gruder found our new phone number. Yes. <laughs> Clearly he listens to the show that he hates so much. <laughs> or he might be part of the Facebook group. Mm, maybe. You never know. We should probably rate this beer. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you think. It's cooler than you think. Yeah. Do we have to? Did you not enjoy it? You'll find out. <laughs> Refresh us. What is this beer again? From Harpoon Brewery. It's their limited release. It's their Dunkin' Coffee Porter. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, Here comes a one. You know, I did not like it at first. It was very, very extremely bitter. But once I added some cream and sugar to it, I found that it was very drinkable. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a two like most coffee. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, when I took the first couple sips, I was like, what did they do to this coffee porter? Because I think you, you hit it on the head, Sabrina, when you said it tastes like the burnt coffee. Yeah. Um, it did not have a very good coffee taste at all. Uh, working through it, though, it got better. It got a lot better. So yeah. I don't know what happened. I secretly added cream and sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cream and sugar to mine, too? Mm-hmm. Did you add a double shot? I did extra cream and extra sugar. My only criticism is that uh, at the end, because if you listen to this show, you know I'm all about that finish. That coffee taste does not go away ever. It's there for the entire day. So if it if it finished it if it finished clean with the coffee, I would have given it a five. But I'm gonna have to give it a four because. I, I feel like I need some sorbet to clean my palate after each each sip. That's fair. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I was not expecting to like this beer at all when it first started because it was it definitely has like I said that burnt t- coffee taste. Um, I don't know if my palate just became numb. <laughs> to, <laughs> maybe that's what it is <laughs> to the rest of the taste, or I just got used to it. But I actually I finished mine. I did. I finished mine off. Um, I mean, I think I still taste it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. still there. It's not. Yeah, it's never it's, going away. I feel like I have coffee breath a little bit. Um, That's my fear right now. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know what? Towards the end, I surprisingly enjoyed it. Um, I would probably give it like a four and a half. Um, yeah. It was actually, it wind up being a lot smoother once you got going with it than I expected it to be. That's because I also added cream and sugar to yours. Non-dairy, right? She (laughs) secretly (laughs) replaced your coffee beer with Folgers. (laughs) Best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Ding. All right, uh, Beer Master, what do you think? You know what? It's okay. I prefer... A lighter roast if I'm going to do coffee. Like, I would rather do, like, a blonde roast. I don't... I'm not a big coffee fan. I like it more in my porters. And this, to me, was just too roasted and malty. And, like you and Sabrina have said, the taste does not go away. (laughs) And I think that's my biggest problem with it, is the lingering aftertaste at the end. Now, would I drink more than one? Yeah. Would I rate it as high as you two? No. I would have to go with a solid three. Wow. I'm definitely middle of the road on this one. If they found a way to make it a little smoother, 
I'm sorry I didn't add cream and sugar to yours. Yeah, thanks for letting me <laughs> totally just drink this straight. But yeah, it just needs to be a little smoother. And I don't know. I need a little something else to it. I don't need that lingering aftertaste. They need to the aftertaste needs to go. Yeah. It's extremely bitter. It's got that. I don't need the constant reminder throughout my day that I had this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I'll probably still be tasting this tomorrow. Well, with the way they did the label on the back, they could. They lied. It said smooth. They could do different coffees in there because, um, well, it just says with Dunkin' Coffee. I guess it doesn't say what kind of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we just don't like Dunkin' Coffee. (laughs) Dunkin' Coffee is hit and miss. I think the people who. If you get it fresh, it's good. If you get the bottom of the pot. Yeah. You get this. You get this. But I think the people who are all gung-ho about the Dunkin' coffee just don't want to spend the extra $2 on the Starbucks coffee. Right. No, I like, like, I guess it's true. I guess it depends when you get the coffee. I won't go in the afternoon for a cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. But in the morning on the way to work, it's always delicious. But I guess it's because it's always being brewed and fresh at that time. Yeah, because you're the only one there. It's like 3.30 in the morning. And you can still get your munchkins. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this that's week's what we show is sponsored by. Oh yeah, maybe we needed we need munchkins. munchkins. Duncan Coffee. <laughs> Get your fix from Duncan Coffee. Go in the morning, it's not the <laughs> afternoon. It's fresh then. They're giving us no money. Do, do the sweet tea in the afternoon if you go. <laughs> always with the sweet tea. You always got to plug the sweet tea. I do. It's great. It's so weird that you're such an expert on all the beverages that a donut place has to offer, but you know nothing about the donuts. I don't. <laughs> what is a donut? <laughs> Yet when I went to visit Laura at MegaCon, she had Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> but you know who ate most of those donuts? I'm guessing you and Jocelyn. Me. No, just me. Just him. Because I have the donut weakness. Josie thinks she likes donuts, but she doesn't like donuts. I miss donuts. She wants to eat. She we have, we have to get a specific kind of donut for her that she's not going to eat. So that's <laughs> I either want a chocolate glaze or a Boston cream, and I'm good. That's who I always Just get. Give so, me original, original glazed. I'm a happy kid. Or the powdered one with the chocolate yes, cream in it. That is probably one of my favorites, but I tend not to ever get them because they are incredibly messy. They're messy. Either one, chocolate or vanilla filled. Both yeah. are excellent. Lex, who requested this episode, thank you, son. He's the donut king. Like, whenever we go somewhere, he needs to have a donut. I took him for a donut yesterday. We were at racetrack. They didn't have vanilla glazed with sprinkles. So I'm thinking, oh, all right, he'll just pick the chocolate glazed with sprinkles. No. He went, I want the sugar. I like the sugar. Oh, the the twisty ones with sugar are really good. Yeah. I've come to realize that now he's all about the sugar or the sprinkles. Like, he doesn't really care about the donut itself he just wants everything around it because that kid needs sugar like no other yeah yeah you should get him drinking sweet tea nope good <laughs> yeah no that's, that's a great source of sugar he doesn't need it he's hyper enough you've met him yeah he's great you know what next time he comes over give him some sweet tea donuts are my weakness there's a really good donut shop by our house oh and he's gonna want to meet the snake too probably that's fine yeah, we call it the Scary Donut Shop. It is in a closed-down gas station. It's called DK Donuts. I know what you're talking about. And yeah. it is the most amazing donuts. They are so fluffy and fresh-tasting. They are fantastic. They're bigger than Dunkin' Donuts. 
And Krispy Kreme donuts. And I think they're even cheaper than Dunkin' Donuts. I think so too. They are amazing. I'm never there early enough to go there, but I've driven by there many times. And if I lived out here, I would probably go there. They have the same selection as Dunkin', but the difference is that Dunkin' bakes theirs the night before and trucks them in, whereas this shop makes them right there on the premises. Yeah. So you can really, it's like that morning they come in and you make can those really tell and you the can difference. Tell, like it is amazing donuts. So good. Sabrina wants to kill us all. Yes, yeah, she does. She can't have the donuts. No, <laughs> it's I worth miss the, the poop. donuts. It's Ugh. worth the poop. <laughs> That's why if I go to the donut shop with Sabrina, I get two donuts, and I'm like, oh, oh, you so, can't eat this donut. I can't uh, have both going donuts. back to donuts and everything like that. When we were writing this script, we did go to a place for Sabrina yeah. to get sweets, and she did get us the best vegan cookie sandwich yeah, vegan, ever. Gluten free. Yeah. Yeah. Vegan gluten free cookie sandwich ever. That if you tasted it, you would never know that it yeah. was any of those. You know, people say that all the time, and I have to call BS. Yeah, I would have too until I no. took a bite of this sandwich no, and I tried it. Every time I'm told that, and it was amazing. I have yet to taste it and not tell that it isn't. No, Actual. it's at Disney Springs. It's where baby cakes used to be. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron McKenna's Bakery. It was... Everything there is vegan and gluten-free. I people would, said that about I would baby agree every cakes, time. Though, and baby cakes wasn't terrible. Like, they were good, but it was, you so could good. still tell that they were yeah. different. I think if someone would, stuck this cookie in, you wouldn't be able to tell. I'm I would almost say this cookie was better than a normal cookie. For me, it's not necessarily taste. It's texture. And <gasps> I can always tell... When the texture is off on something. It was a soft baked cookie. It was so good. Like I have such a, a texture issue. That's why like I can't have crunchy and soft together. Like when it comes to texture, it bothers me if it's not the same, which is why I think I have issues with anything gluten free because the texture is so different. By the way, this beer was gluten free. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I just no. wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> Liquid, though, doesn't hold that texture. But baked goods do, and it's you can always tell by the texture of it. All right. Well, let's skip paid now, and let's do our ad time. So let's talk about Seat Giant. Do you like tickets to things? Yes. Things like sports ball or Broadway shows? Yes. Not show. sports ball. No, not sports ball? No. Well, you know what? I got a show for you. How about shows like War Machine on Ice? Yeah. <laughs> well, Seat Giant has the best tickets to the things at the best prices. But wait, there's more. What? Seat Giant also has great customer service. And if you act now, you can use the code podcast42, one word. That's podcast42, that's 42 numerically, at checkout to save even more money on already great deals. Just visit SeatGiant.com in the U.S. or or SeatGiant.ca if you are in Canada. I'll do hockey. Yeah, hockey's great. Yeah, I'll do hockey. All right. Let's be an Iron Man and check out this pod coin right here. Good job. That's right. See what I did there? Podcoin literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn Podcoin while you listen. Then you turn that Podcoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon, Starbucks, or you could even donate that Podcoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Download the app on iPhone or Android. 
Simply use our code PODCAST42, one word with the numbers, 42, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's right. You're going to get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you could get a cappuccino at Starbucks. Well, get a frappuccino. It's hot out there right now. <laughs> or an Amazon <laughs> gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or any podcast you want on PodCoin. But sign up with code PODCAST42. Remember, that's with the numbers 42. And please go listen to us and earn that PodCoin. I... I hated the Frappuccino for a long time, but I am I have since converted, and I do like them a lot now. It's when the heat kicks in, and you just go, I want the drink, but I don't want it to be hot. I couldn't imagine doing coffee cold. I really resisted forever, and it's good cold. <coughs> I think it depends on what you get. Yeah, that's true. But once you find what you like, you stick with it forever on that cold coffee. Yeah. Did you like the coffee that I brought you? It was it was Different. decent, yeah. but I probably would not buy it again. But if somebody offered it to me, I wouldn't turn it down. Yeah. I'm like addicted to this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell. You have a cup of it right next to you. It's true. I've got the whole bottle down <laughs> at my feet. <laughs> well, speaking of the bottle and Tony Stark, where can you find us? You can find us on Facebook, official podcast 42 Facebook page. Uh, you can find us uh, with our email address, uh, which is podcast42show at gmail.com, podcast42 numerically, not alphanumerically, show at gmail.com. Um, we love getting in emails. We actually uh, read the emails on our secondary show uh, that you can find on our Patreon account. Uh, they're generally free for the first couple weeks until we record a new one. And then you've got to pay. It's only $3, though, and I tell you, it's worth it. You also get all of our uh, blooper reels and all of that fun stuff, some past episodes on there. Uh, So it's worth it. Come check us out. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Spreaker. We like if you listen to us on Spotify and Spreaker. Both of those pay us, and we like money. Uh, Tune in, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. More importantly, we just enjoy that you enjoy our show, so please check us out on one of those um, those apps. Uh, our website is podcast42, once again, numerically, not alphanumerically. So podcast42show.wordpress.com. Uh, it's got a listing of all our episodes on there, beer guide and more. And of course, we're part of that Podfix network uh, that brings in um, a lot of different shows on there. It's cool to check out. A uh, bunch of different things on there. Uh, we've added a few all more. The time. There's like four new shows on there. Yes, we've added a few more. A few more. There's shows four on more there. Chris's. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, yeah. We, we lovingly refer to it as the Pod Chris Network. Um, and of course, please, 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 you can phone in some things. Leave us a little voicemail. Uh, Gruder, uh, Bruder finds us every week, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but you can find us. Our phone number has changed, uh, just in case you saved it in your phones. Uh, but if you haven't, you can add it now. It's 321-285-5512. Uh, we love it if you call in and we'll feature you on the podcast. Uh, we change our topics up with every show we do. So we love to have any information uh, or any thoughts, good or bad, uh, that you have on the topic at hand. We absolutely love that. 
And this just announced just now. We are going to do a 76-part series on Pink Floyd for Patreon. <laughs> 76 parts. <laughs> Be the top-selling <laughs> Patreon series ever. Yes. That's right. And the, the joke behind that is um, as podcasters, <coughs> you know, numbers are important to you. And you, you look at your downloads and what your most popular shows are. And every week... Our episode on Pink Floyd is either number one or number two. <laughs> it's been like that now for about the past six months. Yeah. I think even longer than it that. It might be longer than that. So with that being said, if you have requests, <laughs> please message us, email us, call us. We would love to do requests. This yeah. show was a request. Yes. Yeah. We honor requests. And if you're a fan of Pink Floyd, we have an episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's been downloaded over 10 million times by Pink Floyd enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our time. That was a fun show. I enjoyed that one. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. JL Trose. I'm Laura. Bye. 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 Stay fresh, cheese bags. All celebrity voices have been impersonated poorly. All conversations may or may not be 100% accurate as well. We have attempted to provide you with the facts as best to our knowledge with the help of a case of fear, some old man that tells stories down by the river, Wikipedia, and old homemade YouTube documentaries. Do not use anything you heard in this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. A really 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 bad grade. Just like all of our hosts did when they were in school. Music was provided by Kramo. You can find more of his tunes at Kramo.com. This has been a Podcast 42 production.
my subborderline sassy But don't call me female Cause I get a little sappy I get a little sappy wants a suit you can call me a trendsetter my buddy wore my sheets stole one and had it fitted but i have other friends no it's not just me and pepper don't forget jarvis even though he's just a computer butler then i upgraded these crazy veins told me my arc reactor was outdated so i created my own element and alien invaded and then captain america was jaded Take your suit away and what are you? Start naked! video made you laugh share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe to my channels on youtube